I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. You've been extra crabby lately. I have. And it sounds bad for me to say it like that, but you say it like that too. I I do. It's the kind of unrelenting crabbiness. I'm sorry your crabbiness is unrelenting. I often wonder, and I think I've seen other trans guys wonder, is this like a problem with my T levels or is this like somehow related to T and is it fixable or do I learn to manage it better or live with it, manage it better so other people can live with it? (laughs) (laughs) There is that. When you got overwhelmed before, it would bring you to tears. Now, when you get overwhelmed, it brings you to gurs. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry that you get overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm sorry that things are overwhelming. Yeah, me too. But there's a lot to get overwhelmed by lately. I think I'm getting quite so used to that, that it just seems... Your frog is boiled. It is fucking boiled. (laughs) Oh my gosh, because this, no, this is totally not normal. This is not what an average adult human should have to try and manage. This is a lot to manage, and it's understandable that you are getting overwhelmed by it. By by it, I suppose we should explain ourselves. (laughs) So let's back up to a couple weeks ago, you took your mother to the chiropractor when you were going to go anyway, and you said, you know, you might as well just take her. I, I stopped at her house to bring her something or another and, or do something. And she said her, her back and her shoulder and her chest hurt, still hurt from when she fell down when she was going to come over to number one and, and, uh, and number zero child's birthday Yes, the other week. And uh, when I got there, she had, you know, scraped her knee and fell down. And so I called the chiropractor and I just brought her with me. And they had openings for her, but then they said, and if it's not better, you can come again next week, which is what they always tell everyone because they want repeat business. Yeah. Well, and I asked him, I I asked him because my lower back has been a, a big problem. It seems like all year. If I was that stiff again the next day, should I come back the next day or should I wait a few days? And he said, I could come back the next day. Otherwise, see about next week. And I was feeling still pretty stiff but not worse stiff, a little better stiff. And, you know, a little better stiff would be better every day if it would just continue like that. It would. <laughs> you, your, your back has not been pleasant lately. It no. dislikes you. Yeah, some kind of problem with that. And I, I really probably should have went Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And then Tuesday, your mother calls you thinking she has a doctor's appointment. Well, yeah, I was I was driving to work and I was about to be on time <laughs> and my phone rang and, and I can answer it think, thanks to the radio I got last birthday. I replaced your car radio mm-hmm. for your birthday and it does Bluetooth now. It yes. didn't before. No, because my car is more than 10 years old. Yes, it is. So I can answer the phone by pressing the button on the radio. And my mother says, uh, did you forget about the doctor? I'm lifting my eyebrow right now. Just the one really high. The incredulous eyebrow. Yes, thank you. And uh, I say, the doctor? <laughs> because there's a lot of doctors. Yes, and so she needs to clarify. Did you forget about yes. the chiropractor, the cardiologist, the endocrinologist, Endoc- the general practitioner, the podiatrist, the list goes on. I'm going to stop there. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> 
And so I say, I don't think so. So I pull over and I look in my calendar on the phone and in the paper one that's in my car for the office. I say, look, I don't see this in my calendar. What doctor? And she says, the uh, foot doctor. Oh, okay, the podiatrist. I will call the podiatrist's office and I will double check and I will let you know. So I get off the phone with her and I call and they don't answer. So I drive to work and I call and they don't answer. So I go into work and I call and they say, oh yeah, that's next Tuesday. So I call her back and I say, no, it's next Tuesday. And she says, well, the card says the 18th. And I say, no, they say it's the 25th. And that's what I have in my calendar, 25th. Okay, well, that's not what the card says. Well, I'm not driving you there unless the appointment is now. There is no appointment right now, so I am not going to come get you. I'm going to continue going to work. Goodbye. Uh, uh, Yeah. And while all this is happening, your mother and your aunt are sort of kind of sideways trying to plan a trip to go visit your sister for Thanksgiving, I think. Mm-hmm. And neither your mother nor your aunt are capable of buying their own plane tickets anymore because you don't go to a travel agent anymore. You get online and that's too much reading and too confusing for them. Well, my mother can't see. She could talk to somebody on the phone, yeah. but then she'd have to give them a credit card number. So that's, that's not going to work. No. Nope. And I think anybody who books my aunt's ticket is going to be wrong because that seems to be what happens. I'm just, I'm going off of experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, you and I have both booked your aunt's and mother's travel. I've only done it once and I refuse to do it again. And, and that's fair. And I, I, I won't ask you because it's not a good idea for me to do that. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that is not a task to which uh, I should be delegated. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you like, like reasonable travel plans. I I like people to make decisions and then acknowledge that they made the decisions they made. My sister would like that, too, because she she booked the plane tickets this time. (laughs) She did. And then she prints out the data, and you print out the data from the email that she sends you, and you show it to your aunt, and your aunt says... God knows what my aunt says. She said so many things in the meantime that I'm, I don't remember exactly, it but it was basically along like, the loves, this is not what I this asked is, for. This is wrong, and this it's wrong, wrong, wrong. Yes. And my mother said something similar, uh-huh. and my sister said probably something she shouldn't say <laughs> <laughs> in front of our children anyway. And, you know, my sister was just trying to help them, and they wanted to visit at the same time. And my sister has a lot on her agenda right now. She has kids in two different schools, like a middle school and a high school, a new freshman. He plays football. And so there's football at both ends and a lot of driving around. And, and she's, she's a the stay- kind of mom who will drive her kids everywhere and just go and do all the things for them. She stays home with her kids. That's what they do. I'm not saying that as a judgment call. I'm saying that's just their family dynamic. And so... She expects to do that. And so she's trying to tell my mom and my aunt, you guys can come at those times. However, I will be busy doing these other things. I will not be able to keep you company the whole time, nor will I be able to take you with me to every activity. Well, no. And so... I'm picturing like my mother at the football game with her walker. (laughs) No, it's not happening. Nope. Although that would be pretty funny. I'd like a little video. (laughs) That would be kind of great. It might cheer me up. (laughs) It might. Anyhow, she did it all wrong. And I think 
It was within two days of fighting with them about it. She canceled the whole thing for them. Your sister called and canceled the tickets. Yes. That she had ordered for them. Yes. Because my sister was, she was smart enough to get them the travel insurance that you can cancel for any reason. Right. Including your relatives are incompetent in giving you their travel plans. (laughs) (laughs) So they, they tried to change the plans too many times and decided... They weren't going at that time. They weren't going. And well, they didn't decide. It got decided for them. And so their plans got canceled. It was some of each. It was a a mutual agreement to cease travel plans altogether. And that everybody seemed actually pleased with that. So that was cool. (laughs) I was glad for them. That's good. Because then she'll, she'll be, well, I shouldn't say that's good. But that means that, you know, you don't have to try and manage her from a distance. True. This is a good point. And so she calls you promptly on Wednesday after confusing you on Tuesday. Yes. And she says to me, (laughs) (laughs) when are we going back to the doctor? (laughs) Which doctor, mom? And I'm just sitting there like, really? (laughs) Is she talking about the doctor we were talking about yesterday? What is she talking about? And how do I figure out what she's talking about? By asking her, what are you talking about? And having her actually answer me with the rest of the words. (laughs) Now you know why I'm like this. I wasn't trained with enough words. No, you weren't. I understand. You are not a word thinker because there was no word thinking when you were being raised. Apparently not. (laughs) No. And I say, going back to the doctor? Um, When did we go to the doctor? (laughs) And why are we going back there? Did you actually try and ask her which doctor, or did you assume without even trying that that was going to be fruitless? I did assume that, actually. (laughs) Or maybe I said it, and she said, the doctor told us to come back. (laughs) I'm holding my head with one eye closed right now. Oh. So eventually I determined that she means... Last week, when we went to the chiropractor on Friday, he said, if you need to, come back next week. I'm like, oh, because we go to doctors all the time. I don't know what doctor we're going to when, obviously. Right. I write it down. It's the best I can do. Uh Uh-huh. Tell me what doctor you're talking about, please. (laughs) Oh, They're all the doctor. Yeah. Of course, this is from the woman who wears those big hippie skirts because she thinks wearing skirts makes her look more like a doctor. I forget about this on purpose. Okay. <laughs> she used to run a natural health center. I know, I don't but know. it's funny because we can't seem to correlate it properly. <laughs> and I'm sure not, we're not the only ones, right, folks? You know, but it's this okay. is one of those situations sort of like with number two, where their reality and the rest of reality are only tangentially related. This is also a popular political outlook as well. Where one's individual reality and the actual reality are only tangentially related. Exactly. (laughs) So continue. You know, maybe that's why everything seems a little extra worse lately. My own personal world operates like this on a regular basis. And right now, the rest of our country is operating on the same bizarro land yes and i can't take it anymore (laughs) right so it'll be done soon eventually i determine she i say okay what's his name and she says some wrong name that i don't recognize and i'm trying to like like i do with number two child run it through my sifter of 
what could that actually mean? And, you know, when he says, I don't want potatoes in my salad, and you say, okay, but those are tomatoes. And he says, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those kind of things. Yes. She and says a guy's your name. your mother, yes. And I say, oh, oh, wait, you mean the chiropractor? And she says, yes. Dr. Biff. Oh, you mean Dr. Smith. Yeah, him. Okay. Smythe, whatever. So I say, Smith, Bobith, Banana, Fan, Bobith, me, my, Momith, Mom's messed up. (laughs) She's she's just one of the players on the team right (laughs) now. Sorry. (laughs) So continue. So uh, I say, okay, you know what? I will call them, and here's the times I have available. I'm looking at the calendar while I'm talking to her. I say, between the parent teacher conference on Friday. And the time the guy is coming here to fix the dishwasher, we can go then, which would be between like 10 and 12. And this is how your Friday has been a lot lately. And like every day has just had one thing after another plugged into. And this happens occasionally that you'll have a week or three at a time where all of the extra things take you away from work and then back to work and away from work and back to work. And it's happened again this month. I'm sorry. It has. The other day, which was... One of the days sometime this week, I think. The, the, that past week when the things were happening, yes. I had to, like, take the kid to urgent care for his foot and then... Oh, can... Yeah. Do something else and do something else and then go to see a client and then do something else. And by then, I was like, I usually go to Tai Chi and I thought, I'm just going to the office because I can't stand going to another two places before I go to three more clients. Right. I couldn't, like, it was just too many things. And I realize these are first world problems. Right. But it doesn't change the fact that it's absorbing your cognitive bandwidth. Yeah. I've got, like, the crackly radio station (laughs) with the antenna that has a foil on the end. So, yes. And then Friday night was the School Harvest Festival, which oh. I think we've mentioned before. But this is the school's, we're not doing Halloween, but we want to do a costume dress-up fundraiser party. And get lots of money. Because it's the upper middle class school, and so they don't get government money, and so they need the parents to chip in, and this is how they do it. And nothing wrong with that, except the fact that we have to actually take our kids there and make them behave. Right. <laughs> Right. And there was like a full moon and the neighbors kept trying to get us to come over and have drinks at their house. And Oh, that was the other thing, the neighbor. <laughs> trying to switch the day. And we've been trying to do, you know, that they probably think we just don't want to talk to them or something. But I think they figured out that's not it when I explained to them, you're in graduate school. And they're like, oh, uh-huh. that explains a lot. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Huh? So, yeah, they were trying to you know, you want to have drinks. And then we had our friend that we hadn't seen in a long time coming over. And that was also the weekend of the Doctor Who thing, which was on the wrong day. And we weren't going to that because our friend was coming over. And and even though we had told our tall friend that we would pick her up and take her to the Doctor Who thing. And we totally blew her off because we... Because we totally forgot about all the dots that needed connecting. Yeah. Yes. And then she said, are we going to the thing? And we we're like, ah, sorry, we aren't going to the thing. And we took her out to dinner later in the following week to make up to her, but still. Well, and I don't like that many options happening at the same time. No, no. And it all sort of, yeah, it's, it's just one more symptom of too much to do lately. Right. What, what was nice at the Harvest Festival was he's a little older, being number two child. And so he'll just go off with his friend and run around and come back. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a bouncing ball. 
Yes. He'll come back and forth. Yes, he will. And that's fine because it's really noisy in there and too warm. Mm-hmm. I got my, I'm going to call it now my annual, hey, how's it going, dude, from the former kindergarten teacher's husband. Yes, this is great because when number three was in the kindergarten class, the, the amazing teacher, I love this woman. She's a great teacher. She's great. She swears like a sailor when there are no kids around. And Good she for tells her. the greatest stories. Well, I appreciate her even more, even more now. Yes. <laughs> And she's just a phenomenal human being, and her husband is a great person. And so when number three was starting kinder, you were starting transition. Yes. And so we made sure that, you know, this amazing woman who I knew would have absolutely no problem, she had had the lesbian couple raising their nephew in her class a few years prior, and... She, you know, she's very progressive individual, no problems, but we wanted to make sure that she knew how to address it if number three decided that she was going to process that in class, that, hey, look, my stepmom is now my stepdad. Our kids did not care. They did not care, but just in case, you know, we wanted to make sure that she knew what was happening and that the correct way to deal with it is, yes, that is true. Now, back to numbers that we're counting right here. Yeah. You know, acknowledge it and then go back to curriculum. Plus, I was also elected to go to like... A handful of these kinder open house deals. Orientation. Orientation, yes. yes. I remember, yes, we talked about that in, when oh, I want to say episodes in the 20s or 30s. Right. Yes. So her husband, I know now I'm just going to see him at these events. And he's just going to come over to you and say, hey, how's it going? because you are one face that he recognizes consistently. And I would wager that the reason he recognizes you consistently is because she talked about your transition with him and probably pointed you out and said, hey, look, that's the guy. Mm -hmm. And so now he's like, well, I'm a progressive kind of guy, and I want to make sure that this other guy feels welcome. And so I'm going to welcome him. In the typical awkward way that introverts do these things. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Now I'm going to stand by you for 10 more minutes and say maybe two more words. And then I'll walk over there and we'll stand around with our eyes shifting around. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so he came over and said hi to me. I expected it. Yep. Right before that, I had gone into the all-purpose room because the kids had run off to do things. You probably were with her, following her around, because you're slightly more social than I am and can put up with all that noise being a teacher and such. And I went in that all-purpose room because nobody was hardly in there and it was quieter. And I saw over in the little enclave, the little area uh, that's their part of their kitchen of their cafeteria, they, mm-hmm. when they use that all-purpose room for lunch. Yes. Somebody like very enthusiastically waving. But I don't know if, you know, if I, my introvert perspective or blame it on my new glasses or whatever, I just thought, oh, that's interesting, and looked around me like, who is she waving at, and then sat down. <laughs> Not realizing that it's our number two child special ed teacher waving at you specifically. Yes, yes, specifically me. So she came over there and got me. Because she had some very specific questions. She did. And she's she's a great person. She's very jovial and easy to deal with. And so she came over there and sat down and to talk to me. And I realized that, oh, she was manning that area. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, you know, I saw you're over there. She said, oh, yeah, I'm in charge of the snack booth. And uh, so I went over there and stood there while she was managing the snack booth. And let her make conversation with you. Yes. And she wanted to know. So is number two child really moving out of state? 
Yes, that was her question. Is your son going somewhere without <laughs> you, like with his mother? And you had said they were possibly wondering if her illness had gotten very serious and we were trying to let him spend more time with her or something like that. But this is a whole nother thing that's going on where where she is moving out of state as far as I can tell. She is planning on moving to an area where she has more family who can help her better with her chronic health needs. Yes. And this happened... She made that last straw decision the other week. After having a fall or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. that night I was homesick, and she called. She left a voicemail saying, uh, did we talk about this? No, not oh, at all. Hey, I think I broke my hand, and I'm driving to the ER right now, but I'm wondering, I can't get a hold of, you know, this person and this person this person. So I'm wondering if you might be able to drive me home later. In other words, like, they're going to dope me up. Yes. And um, I thought, what I usually think every time something happens to her lately, like, God, that's awful, you yeah. know? And she works far from the hospital. Yeah. Turns out she had gone out. Uh, her foot didn't work right because of that problem she's having. She tripped over the curb, fell, broke her hand, hit her head, went back into work to finish what she was doing, because that's how it is at her work. Yeah. And then got in her car and called me on the way to the hospital. Of course. After she called four other people and couldn't reach them. But you're, Those one four to talk, other people, you're the person who broke your ankle and drove home from San Francisco with a bag of peas on it. You drove. I had my foot up. You did have your foot up. I drove. But yes. then you tried to go to bed and didn't go to the hospital until you woke up puking from shock because you broke your ankle. No, I was puking by the time we got back and I left you there with the boy and went to the hospital, but they didn't let me out. You tried to go to bed first. I remember you getting up out of that bed to go puke. Okay. Uh, I, I believe you. <laughs> I vaguely remember that now. All right. Oh. So continue. Well, the thing is, I feel bad because that's something that happened to me once every so often. And she has something like this happening to her every week. Like she had already been at the hospital that morning for something else. Yes. So, she's, yeah. yes. Chronic so, health issues, yeah. we've said. So to her, that was the last straw. And she's going to go back where her family is and they can give her some more support. And that's good for her, and they will totally support her in shared visitation and putting the boy on airplanes to come back and forth from our house to her house. Yes. But that also means that she would like to have him try and go stay with her because the schools where she's moving to will be better than the schools where we are at. Which is not hard. Well, true. Considering our small area and... Middle of nowhere, there aren't a lot of options for kids no. who are not normal. Did I say... Is that mean? No. It, it's accurate. It is accurate. And as a math major, I can say normal is just a statistical measure of average, and he is definitely nowhere near it. And I don't mean that as a judgment call. I mean that as a statistical measure. Yeah. You know that viewing things in a statistical measure could be helpful right now because... I feel better already. Good. <laughs> Good. Thinking about those. What were they the other day? Now you're Imaginary like numbers. Your <laughs> imaginary numbers. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. The imaginary numbers. I was numbers. writing a paper about imaginary numbers and yes. I have no idea where we are in this story. <laughs> about our imaginary move out of state and the special ed teacher asking if it was quite so right. imaginary because so, it seems like the kind of thing the number two t child would just make up or misunderstand his mother saying. Well, she said that to me. The, the special ed teacher said to me, you know, and I know it's him, but he kept coming up with this information with this, you know, very consistently 
It, it didn't sound like his story was changing every time. It didn't sound like he was making things up. The fish wasn't getting bigger. It was not. <laughs> so I thought I'd check in on this story. So I'm just wondering, and it made sense to me. I was glad I had that information in my head that, that you said of they knew she's been sick and, and was something really bad mm-hmm. because everything's been bad for her. Yeah. And this is a teacher who had had cancer, and she has three boys of her own. And so she would totally understand that if this might be the last few months that he could spend with her, he was going to go wherever it would take to spend with her. We're hoping that's not the case. It's probably not the case, but that's where her head is going. Where the special ed teacher was wondering. Yes. And being the first teacher who got a hold of me, she probably was in charge of getting the information. (laughs) (laughs) Right? She also probably spends more one-on-one time with our number yeah, two child. Right. Whereas the other teachers spend 30 on one time with our number two child. So I talked to her for quite a bit and she agreed with some of the things that, you know, we've been discussing and that his his mother had said as well, it might be nice for him to try going to a new place where he's not known as the kid who has done He's not known as the kid who kicked someone's ribs in and who poops himself every day and who tells teachers to fuck off and... Etc. Yeah. The other thing being that she will be in a larger metropolitan area that does have very good schools. And so it would be worth seeing if there are some programs. And she's already started looking into that. And not only that, but in a larger metropolitan area, there would probably be more behavioral therapeutic services than we have in our area too. Right. What we don't know yet is how we deal with his insurance, the parent in charge stuff. The fact that at the time that you adopted him, she was not allowed to because that would have been a same-sex parent adoption. Right. So we have our lawyer friend helping us figure out how to best manage that part. And we had been working on that with him for a while just because of her illness and mm-hmm. and my concerns about their access to each other should she be very ill. Right. Not letting anybody stop her or him from having access to each other. Right. Because her family, without that type of legal pressure, would possibly, you know, not... Her family is not always the most supportive. They are not. No. So anyway. They, they are supportive of some things. They haven't always been supportive of him. Right. So so she's, she was, you know, and she understood and she said, you know, we would miss him if he goes. But I totally understand the reasoning behind giving that a try. Yes. And his mother is very gung-ho about this option. And, and what I have to say about it is he's been mainly at my house for nine and a half years. And if she wants him mainly at her house for the remaining nine, nine years half, before he nine plus years, because he's in the same grade as number yes, one, three child, he will be nine and a half more years before he graduates high school. That's okay. Especially if she's in an area that has way better services for him. Yeah. And with the support that she does have there, they're, they're, Good support people for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. as well. So anyhow, we'll, so we're gonna, again, it's we one don't more know. thing that is currently on your plate that is at this point, unlike all the doctor's appointments, not scheduled, not defined, and lingering in the back of your brain as semi-known but mostly unknown. And the unknowns are often more stressful than the knowns. Yeah, they they can be. So I rest- mean, I figure the possibilities are it happens, it doesn't happen, and that's usually what we deal with. <laughs> Yes, that is correct. We deal with both ends of that. Yes. All the time. Uh Uh-huh. It's a variation of it's happening, it isn't happening. Yes. 
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Dear Cricket. Mm-hmm. I did when I was in the yard the other day, too. Huh. It's getting to be that time of the year where... They try and come inside. It's it's also just cold enough that if they're in the shadows somewhere outside, they, you know, it's dark and... Gotcha. There's a cricket somewhere. It's how our life is right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... Sorry. It's I okay. Swallowed. That's fine. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... Tran... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we make words now. Sorry. That's okay. I was waiting for the words to be done. <laughs> Go ahead. So, I forget what we were saying, but... I'm sorry you feel extra irritable lately. I'm sure you are. Oh, you were talking about whether it's a tea thing or not. Yeah. I, I don't know. It might be. But you said before... <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of tea things. <laughs> you said the... <gasps> Sorry. That, that's, you know, that's from dreaming about zombies and stress all night, that yawning. There. You had zombies. I had walking 10 miles and then not being able to stand up in the shower. Wow. <laughs> um, so anyhow. Because then your mom calls you that following Friday... Now that she's going to be... Thursday. Was Thursday. Thursday? Was it Thursday when she... Oh, actually Wednesday, but who cares, right? No, I'm thinking of when she called you and said, are we going back to the... She called me Wednesday for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. She called me on Wednesday and said, are we going back to the doctor? Uh-huh. And I'm like, for Christ's sake, didn't we have this conversation <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let, let's start okay. that over. All yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>